It's Wild E. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Midnight Madness, the unfiltered haven where your voice won't be silenced and you can speak your mind without the bounds of scrutiny. This is the podcast where we keep it real. No filters, no holes barred. That's right. It's a place for the fellas and for the ladies alike. We're here to say things that the fellas want to say to their ladies and the things that the ladies want to say to their men. We're thrilled to have you with us tonight. This is more than just a podcast. It's a gathering place for all of us to come together and share our thoughts, our ideas, and our stories. It's that time when the world quiets down, and it's just you, us, and the thoughts that plague your mind. We'll laugh together, we'll vent together, but most importantly, we'll be real together. So grab your favorite beverage, get comfy, and join the crew, because here at Midnight Madness, we don't shy away from any topic. We talk about life, love, relationships, and everything in between. We know that there are things you've been itching to say, conversations you've been avoiding, and questions that you've been afraid to ask. (laughs) Well, guess what? This is the place to do it. No judgments, no taboos. We're all in this together. And together, we're going to explore the mysteries of the midnight hour, the thoughts that keep us up at night, and the conversations we've been longing to have. So what are you waiting for? Join us in on the madness. Let loose and speak your truth. Because it's Midnight Madness, the podcast where you're free to say what you got to say. Welcome to the madness, folks. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Midnight Madness podcast. Uh, this is a little different. Y'all see me in my, I'm in my element. You boys. And you know why? You really dropped the album. The world's up in arms. People are hating. I don't understand why. Because it's, it's, it's Drake. He gave us what we needed. Wayne's not a big Drake fan. He has admitted that to me. He is my brother. We are blood brothers. I don't know how this happened. Uh, but he doesn't enjoy the musical artistry that is Arby Drake. As much as I do. But I will say I've broken down this 20 plus song track listing for all all, all the dogs. And uh, yeah, I broke it down into hits, sleepers, late night rides. We'll take time to enjoy and no man's land. I bro- <laughs> your face. Oh, he broke it down, bro. What's no man's land? No man's land is a track. It could be two, but right now I only have one. No, no, I'm where, saying, like, what does that mean? What is it? Yeah, yeah the, the, oh, I'm, I'm about to explain. No man's land is it's one track right now, but it's a place where. I just can't find a spot for it. It's not a sleeper. It definitely is not a hit in my book. I don't know if I could ever come time to enjoy it. It's trash. No, but it's but it's not trash. That's that's that's, that's the problem. Come on, yeah, guys, no, no, is, <laughs> no. But like, it's not because it's no because there, there's aspects. There's almost I think there's like one song on here. Truthfully, one song maybe that I probably will never. Like I will always skip, and I feel bad about it because I I don't even have it on No Man's Land. I don't have so No Man's Land is technically could be considered trash. I guess you could say that. And if I and the second song that would join in No Man's Land would be another late night with uh, Lil Yachty, and it's not even about Yachty because Yachty had one good lineup in there that I really enjoyed. The, the big tit line um for Billy Alice. I know people are gonna get mad at me for saying that. I just think that shit was a good ass line. And Billy is, you know what I'm saying, Alice is 
you know, she has her own reasons on body ob objectivity and all that stuff, and I respect that. But I thought the line was fucking dope, so I like the line. Just like I like what comedians say stupid shit. I mean, it is what it is. But damn, bro, yeah, I broke it down, man. I got, I, and I, I was surprised on how many more hits I actually had on here than I than I thought I would have. I thought I only had like four or five hits. 20, 23 songs, bro. That's a lot. Twenty three tracks. It's a lot, and I thought I would have. I thought like, man, maybe I get might get four or five, and uh, yeah, I'm up there. So I'm just saying, I, I I met a dude on TikTok earlier. Shout out, uh, I forgot your name, but I will send you this podcast, and we'll we'll link up. But I even want to get him on there because he made some really good points about just the music itself and understanding the the creative artistry that goes into what he, J Cole, and Kendrick do. And you know, I, I'm also gonna put somebody else up in there too. I'm gonna put these boys up in there before they before Takeoff pass away. When Migos put together an album, like the artistry they put together at the time they spent making it something that was really like enjoyable, is you know it, I, I applaud it. I enjoy it. Drake did that with this. I don't care what nobody said. You gotta prove me wrong, bro. Prove me wrong, bro. Hey, and I'm gonna tell you. Oh, you know what? Hot take. You gonna like this one? Hot take. What female rapper do I hate the most? King Standard. Been talking about her for weeks. I didn't know it was because she was a female rapper. I just I no. I said what female? I'm I'm making it very clear that it's a female rapper, and that doesn't mean because she's female. I love a lot of female rappers. What which specific female rapper have I been hating on? People want to say I'm hating. Everybody, everybody talk about her. Yeah, you hate man. You hating. So sexy red. I'm just going not wasting your time. Sexy red is on the album. Initially, I heard the song and I was not a fan. Initially, I heard the song. I was ready to go skip. I said, Drake, why did you do this? How could you do this to me? Your number one fan. Put her on this damn album. And let's just say within so many days now, I'm a fan of the song. I've actually I've elevated the song from a sleeper to a hit. Because people just, it's what, it, no, you know what it is? You know what it is? It's the same bias that I had about Sexy Red earlier. You know what I'm saying? And I'll tell you what it was. The WAP changed a lot of thought process. Because, you know, if you got WAP like that, it's got to be good things to you. Maybe you're not speaking. She needs, needs some mentors. But the song itself is annoying. It's annoying at first. But when SZA get on and Drake finishes the song, it's like, oh, yo, this is oh, this a nice little hit. And it's a strip club song, too. It has strip club value. So people, the lady's gonna, gonna make money in the club off that song alone. I'm telling you, bro, dude, the genius, man. He always find a way to just, you know, stay, 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 stay in the mix. I, I don't want to say stay relevant, but stay in the mix. You got to be on your way out and try to find a way to stay relevant. He don't have to do that. He just always got to mix. You know what I'm saying? People want to mix with him. He want to mix with them. And they just do something that's collaborative and fun and energetic. Man, bro, I, I don't know. How are people hating on this dude? On this album? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I want the old Drake. This is the old Drake. I haven't listened to it. So What's wrong with you? That, I don't have an opinion. I mean, quite frankly, man, you know what? I have to do this. Um, please bear with me. Give me 15 seconds. 15 seconds. You gonna go pee?
if y'all don't know, catch that episode, Midnight Madness. Talking about All right, man. Thanks, man. So for me, I just needed to go back and then see. Okay, so thank me later. I'm gonna be honest with you. Yo, don't cap. Don't I'm even cap. With you. Listen to me, man. I wasn't on it at first. I didn't I didn't get on it at first. Uh, you know, my musical taste allowed me to check out some other things and then come back to it. And um, but I'll say this from take care to from take care to views, I caught it as soon as. Scorpion, I don't know nothing about it. I don't know nothing about it. Certified Lover Boy, I know nothing about it. I didn't even know he came out with this. What is this? Honestly, never mind. Yeah. Hey, real talk, bro. I'm not and what is that on? I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one because that that was that was a that was a a a developmental type of album. That's the one that had the Jimmy the Jimmy Crook song on there with him in 21. That was fire but the rest of the album did not sound like that it was a it was a it was a it was something that was in the mix and it's cool people got to do stuff and they and there's a whole genre of people that love that album the album made money for him it wasn't a loss with all the well, hate i'll say that so, so jimmy crooks like i know that song like i, I do know songs fire. on like songs that you know have made it out like as far as suggested songs but as far as the album i, I didn't listen to it so for all the dogs, I see that that's the one that you're talking about right now. Yeah. Even the her loss with 21, I know nothing about it. What? Outside of the so- songs that made it out, mm-hmm. like I, that's not in, and it's just because, truthfully, Drake is just not in my rotation like that, and yeah. It's because of the journey that I've been on that I don't make it my an emphasis to go out and find new albums. And I'll tell you this, pretty much, I would say probably since 2016, I haven't been like a music head like I used to be. And that's just because life's been moving a little fast for me. So it's hard for me to like slow down for real. It's crazy. Because anybody that knows you, through history for time knows how much you were into music like mm-hmm. that was your thing or producing creating beats like like i mean you were creative as shit bro like <laughs> just be honest man you think you would sit down and like before the things that we see timberland and all these guys do like i i, I physically watch you like hear something in your head and then mix some stuff up and then add this and like oh not not a even fire you know and i mean as you starting out as a young man you moved on but so it's just it is funny that you say you know and i say you say but no, ten not say ten eight years ago it's kind of like when you kind of like started dissipate not dissipating but moving away from you know but being like a music head i named three like you know the views and but there's some that stick out to me that i don't know if you want to qualify as an album but uh so far gone that right there fire yeah yeah so i was there during that time if you're reading this too this is if you're reading too, this it's this, too late it, yeah fire Shit. Yeah, you um, can't argue with him, and, him and him and two chains. I mean, I mean, him and uh, future. What a time right. to be yeah. alive! So, so I'm God, you. boy, that was when that came out. Man, that changed everything. And that's why I More think life. when people talk about the old Drake, and they heard 
I'm saying for the dogs, like that, that maybe that's the timeline they went to where he was just everything felt like it was like homie, like like just I don't know, for lack of better words, like just nigga rap. Like dude, like it's about us. We talking crazy, reckless shit. Cause it has been a hot girl winner, hot girl summer, whatever they called it for themselves. Or I mean, they've been I mean, so maybe that's what he was people was looking for. But if you know Drake, that's not that was an era of that was him growing through a stage. Like, that's not old Drake. Old Drake is Drake from comeback season. Like real talk. Like that, like singing and and then hitting you with melodic bars. And then you sit back and you listen to it like a week, a month later, like, damn, I didn't catch what that nigga just said. I'm like that's but I, will, but I will say when people think about the old Drake, and from my perspective, this is what I'll say. When they were talking about the old Drake, they're talking about the person that would come out with music and it was so unexpectedly great that they questioned who it was. For example, when he came out with started from the bottom and we're here, if, if when you first heard it, you, you heard the voice, but he switched up the flow, right? And he switched up the flow, the sound and everything. It sounds so great that you had to question like, is this Drake? Drake, Drake is in this bag. Another one was, what a time to be alive. Mm-hmm. I mean, you might have saw it possibly coming, but to see him with Future on a collab. Uh, I saw it coming. Can, nah, <laughs> I man, saw it coming. Bro, I saw it coming. Anyway, I, Travis or Kevin Oxford, I saw that shit coming. You did not I see. Saw, I used to always, bro, they had, a, they had, it was, I, I think, I remember being, um, where we were at, and I remember saying, I could see them being an the album for him and Cole. And niggas looking like I was crazy. And they got a different vibe, bro. When they hey, link, they were the linking together for a Drake while. Did an album with a group. Not, uh, an album, an album. He so, did songs with, two, I'm saying, with, uh, with, with Future before. He did songs. So, so, so like, I'm saying, it was like, when everybody those, saw that coming, bro. I mean, you can't bro, say you saw that coming, like a whole I, album I, outside of Young Money, and you predicted this that is, it was going to be. This is future. this is what I said. We were sitting there, we were jamming, and I, and I think it was like, yo, if they ever do an album, it'd be fire. And then somebody was saying, no, nah, him and Cole. I said he would do an album with Future before he do an album with Cole. That's how the conversation went. Ain't no capping in this. Like and it was unexpected. I didn't believe it. I mean, that wasn't something I was. Pre- pre- professing we were just talking like like yo because drake whenever he he linked with certain artists it's always fire and that's kind of what it was it was like when him and cole together it's always a hit they did a friendship was crazy when it was him and two chains together i'm saying him and future saying two because i want to see two chains uh doing doing an album soon but anyways him and future together it was like always a crazy fucking song you know what i'm saying so it was like when we were talking about it we were talking about like who we want to see i think it was because People had been hinting to a Cole and 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 Drake album, and they had they had been teasing about it on like Twitter and shit for like almost a year or two. So we were just talking about it. that's how that's how the conversation happened. I wasn't like I was like sitting in my bedroom one day and talking to him. But man, I, you know I see Drake and freaking Future getting an album together. Like no, I ain't Negro Domus. I'm just saying like that's how it went down. So it was, it was surprising when it did happen because we was like yo, and then it became fire because it wasn't even like they didn't really. You didn't even know it was gonna be until it was like boom here we dropping this on y'all. It was like they, I think saying. they dropped the 
they dropped a Twitter thing or something like that. And it was like, yo, what the hell? Are we getting, are we getting this? And I thought, I mean, bro, me and Trav was in the office and we was flipping out, like going back and forth. He didn't, I don't think we did no work that day once we knew that album was coming. You know what I'm saying? So it was just, that's one of those ones that people, I think when they go back to it now, they realize like there was some, there was some buffoonery on there, but it was a lot of just fire back to back to back hits. And it was like, that's when Future was with DJ Esco, you know what I'm saying? And he was like in Vegas popping like crazy too. Like all them beats was just super fire. Future's on his shit then. I mean, Man, good time. even, I mean, I don't know. What a time to be alive. I, I did not listen to all of the songs there and I, I don't, I didn't listen to it enough for me to rate the album uh, Drake and Future the hits were the hits and I feel like that made it for me right the hits made it a classic what you drinking in your cup man what you got what is this this is a Amarillo Hop double IPA it's an Ohio branded IPA so Gold Rush pretty good pretty positive Uh, 9.8 alcohol volume if it's okay well, you know, I don't drink, man. So I know. I know. Shout out to you, man. If it's five or nine point eight, I didn't. I thought they couldn't do more than about six. Boy, last time they, I was, they'll put anything in the bottle now. Last time I was in the game, I think it was what six or seven. Don't ask. Act like you old. <laughs> Like you like you like you done graduated, moved to a different astro astro verse, and came. I'm not the same yeah, man, person you... that I once was, man. So the 100%. Last time I, I would grab something that was more than five or five point five. And this is old, man. I don't even know if you remember these. It was two eleven, the steel reserves. You remember those things? <laughs> disgusting. Of course, of course, it's disgusting. I mean, I remember having to drink those, now, bro. But I remember. <laughs> I remember those military. because of what it was, you know. You broke. That's what it was. Ain't nothing else to it, it, bro. I didn't look at it like it was broke at the time. Now I do, you know. No, at broke, the time bro. I didn't look at it like it was yeah. broke. I look see because I wasn't even a, number one. I wasn't a beer drinker. Yeah, you ain't like um, that shit. At the well, I mean, you never was a beer drinker, bro. I never remember seeing you drinking. Remember CJ? <laughs> CJ was a beer drinking like a month. You was never like, like I just that. didn't. I never I didn't. You. It didn't, beer nasty, bro. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, <laughs> let's it keep it. Let's it keep it a buck. I drink this shit. Beer is nasty, yeah, bro. Beer like, is nasty. Like, it's, it's if an acquired I, taste. That's a yeah, nice it's medicine. an acquired so taste, medicine. bro. So is medicine, man. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> facts. <laughs> yeah, boy, that's man, crazy. Shoot. But um, hey, either way it goes, that's what I remember. Like, I didn't know that they went too high because that was their biggest claim. They would say how much was in it. Alcohol content is still reserved is a little bit more yeah. than it was more than like reg- a regular Bud Lighter. Light yeah, yeah, yeah. It, that still reserved was de- deadly, bro. I'm gonna tell you, let me get a story right quick. Chat, everybody hear this out. I'm in the military, young boy, 20 some years old, hanging out with all the whole old heads. I ain't old heads, 26, 30 year old cats, right? Trying to be trying to elevate my status. So these mama, they out, they out, they drink Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? They out, they go to the the base club, they out there spending that bread. And me being young and broke, you know, I'm trying to keep up. They go out, they buy me a couple, you know, then I buy a round. And that that that, that first round, that's it. I'm done. Like I'm my my stipend is done for the for the month. 
know what I'm saying? When I get paid in two weeks, I'll be good to go again. So, you know, we get to the Fridays. Everybody want to drink and kick it. Hey, man, we meet up at someone's room, bring y'all drinks, you know. Don't come in there empty-handed. You're not going to – people going to call you out. They don't ask you to leave. So what I realized is I would just save like 5 $6 for the weekend. And I go stack up on still reserves. And the best thing about it, you got to drink it cold. You know what I'm saying? So you keep them cold, keep them, and then you drink it, and you got you to drink it fast. Because if they get warm, it's nasty. It's really bad. It's like, we call it ox piss. You know what I'm saying? So you chugging it real fast, and then you get lit. <laughs> like, that was, the, bro, the plays you had to do to get your buzz on, on a budget, was crazy. When you, and Like, the thing is, like, I do that shit now, though, to a certain degree. If I know I'm like, all right, man, I ain't, all right, it's not a money thing, but it's like, all right, I just want to get a quick buzz so I can chill. Now I'm just going to just chug these two right quick. Hit this joint and I'll be straight, just, you know, do my thing, whatever, relax. Put on a horror movie, relax, enjoy the night. But, uh, yeah, it's a good feeling, man. Back in the day, Silver Reserve was, was deadly. So, I mean, that that's just my experience you know it seems like others may have experiences about steel reserve i encourage you all to share your experience with steel reserve please <laughs> please please share, share i want to know uh, your most classic or infamous experience with steel reserve interested in knowing about that hey i did want to bring it back to one thing real quick you, you brought up sexy red and uh oh my gosh you bro. know just just because the way that you brought it up I would love to, you know, understand where you are right now. So, are you like a fan? Are Nigga, stop playing with me! <laughs> stop playing with me, bro. I mean, you just gotta you because you're, you're. I still do not fuck with sexy red. The music is trash. I'm not gonna lie to you. Like, I mean, it's not like the whole thing. Don't get me wrong. Everybody, if you got some catchy stuff, you know, people gonna flock to it. And I, I'm gonna let you do. I'm not saying I'm gonna let you do your thing, but I mean. That stuff only lasts for so long, bro. Ski, anybody saying that shit no more? I think my, at least what I've seen, because I've yet to hear a song or at least knowingly hear a song. If somebody's playing something, you, you know how it is. You know, you know how it yeah, is. Yeah. I didn't, but if it's just playing and I don't know who it is, you got to, at this point in time, I'm in spaces where music is playing. And then when it catches me, that's when I got to ask who is that yeah. or I go to the who phone that? really quick and then figure it out. However, hey, like... Siri. What song is from, that? Yeah, so from from that perspective, my question is, at least what I've seen about her is she's promoting hoism in her music. Is that the idea and that's the thing? 100%. So it's if that's age, the case, do you age feel age. like this, this leak? Do you feel like that is like not no a leak? leak? It's just pretty much like, hey, look, it's this hoism. is who I am, you know? Yeah, so. New version of hoism. That's all. all right, look, man, bro. I seen a video. I seen a video the other day. A shorty, a black, beautiful, young black woman, probably in her mid thirties. I don't know, man, but she was like, you know what? This world is done. Men ain't blah blah blah. Good women are dead. It's time for the hoes. And she, she real brothers in her face. You can see, damn man, that nigga hurt the shit out of you. Like, God dang, bro. And then all I was thinking of, like, literally, what's going through my mind is, you probably like 35, 36, committed some time to this dude, whatever it is, and, you know, he did you wrong. And instead of 
reflecting on like you and building yourself and finding value back in yourself, you are ready to follow a trend or what people are or what you feel, because I don't care what you say, nobody in their heart. I remember the first time I got broken. I, I, I remember, remember the first time I, I got my heart broken. The first thing I did was not go out and try to hoe. It wasn't, bro. And I didn't know nothing about hoeing. You know what I'm saying? I was a young kid. And it was just that, that initial feeling. That's you. That's that, that's you who you are. That's your core. That's that's morality. All that shit. Saying, damn, I got to figure out what the fuck happened. And then focus on me. But the world has already conditioned everybody now to say, no, nah, go out and hoe. Go out and find. Do your thing, girl. Do your thing, homie. Like, dudes do it too. Bro, I got my heart broken from by my ex-wife. What did I do? I went out and hoed. Did the same shit I'm telling you not to do. And it re reminded me what what I didn't do when I was younger is what I the world conditioned me to think I needed to do. And that's not what I needed to do. When I started sitting my butt down, reflecting, finding some value within myself, somebody who was, who was attractive to that value I, just fell in my life. Like God placed her there. However you want to look at it, but. Man, I was so sick. I'm like, bro, you 35, 36, you yelling out, good women are dead. It's time to let out the hoes. And then now you finna go out and just fuck a whole bunch of, and just ruin that pussy for, for when you 40 something and that one dude that you really fuck with, he ain't gonna, he gonna, that, I'm, that bro, I'm, look, man, women, I, uh, listen to me. Men are secure. We trust that body count shit is fake to a certain degree. Hear me out. I said it's fake to a certain degree. Go out and hoe your ass out. And let me find out eight of my homies hold you out too. I can't find value in your in, in in who you are because part of your value is your essence of beauty and grace. The same way part of my value is strength and love and power and and and, and understanding and humility and to learn how to be a, a pillar. All these things you want from me, that's what we want from you. So that little span of six years that you said, fuck it, man, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to hoe out, you think that's going to help you out later on when you're 50? Like, real talk? Like, dudes, too. You think you think, you think a, a, a quality woman is going to want your hoe ass at 45? Good example. I got a homeboy. He may not never hear this. And I, I, I'm not going to say his name because you know who he is. International. And I love, I love Supreme. That's my favorite brand. And I'm telling you right now, this man got more bodies than anybody I know. He probably got more bodies than some of these actors out here, some of these ball players, some of these low budget ball players. Like, dude, he a handsome man. He, but he's and he's not a, you know, he's not a bad whore. He's just he's a coveted, wanted man, well spoken, young, handsome black man. And he goes out here and he slays and he does his thing. Now, what happens? In five years, and he wants to settle down and defines that woman. He finds that one, but his past, his his freeness, just giving it out, dicking around everywhere. What, what happens when that when that when that, when that bites that relationship? It it's it, it, it's a double edged sword. And I'll tell you right now, man, find your independence, do what you want to do. But that whole life, I don't wish that on my daughter. I don't know many men that wish their daughters to be a hoe. I don't know many women that when they when they look at their three-year-old daughters, like, oh man, you know what? If she wanna grow up and just just fuck around and just just let that pussy fly everywhere, I mean, you know what? That's her choice. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna ride, ride with her. Like, it's a certain breed of fucked up ass person that want that for their kid, bro, or and, and then promote that shit. Person, I'm just saying. So that's just me, man.
Damn, you got me heated, bro. I'm in this garage hot as fuck right now. Told you I don't like that girl, bro. I just can't. What she doing right now to a generation is killing me. And I'm, I'm man, if my daughter ever puts sexy red on her phone, I'm beating her ass. Well, um, apolo apologies for not remembering the lady's name. It's uh, one lady that came out and she uh, pretty much said that, hey, while you're in search of the the master's degrees and you're in search of the PhDs or, you know, post degrees, post educational degrees, also go out and get that MRS as well, because when you wait too long to pursue that, you're going to find dudes that, you know, they're not willing to do that anymore. And then you're just going to be nice. chasing and yeah. then your biological clock is ticking. So if you are, if you are in college and you want to get married, you want to settle down and have a family one day, then while you're on the search for your own progression and your own education and your professional development in the same right, identifying, I don't know, more so like find a person who shares those same values while you're young. Yeah. Don't wait yeah. until you're 40 and then you can't have kids, but you got all of this stuff going on. You can't find relationships because the pool gets shorter or smaller as you get older. And that's it's true. true you know, you have more experiences. The person's not willing to do certain things because maybe they had their experiences already. You know, the more. <laughs> let, let, let's just say this, right? I've seen. I've seen certain people that like. <laughs> Or, or for example, maybe fresh out of college, it's easier for one person to have a job for yep. the rest of their life and then retire and, you know, figure things out after they retire, but just, you know, stick with that situation for a very long period of time. But the individual that's the job hopper, more than likely they're going to be a job hopper for the rest of their life, they might settle down for like four or five years or whatever the case is, but yeah. they're always going to be in search. Why is that? Because you're going to be comparing this situation to the last or what this situation has that the other one doesn't have. And it's going to be a little harder the more you ha get or gain those experiences to what you, what you cheesing off of, bro? Could you speak in facts? Yeah, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> speaking <laughs> facts, bro. It's going to be a little bit harder, right? So. Yeah. And now you're thinking about this. What if that job that you want or that situation that you want also has that boss or that that uh, senior leader that has a worker that they want? And while you may want certain perks and benefits out of this working relationship, that leader's like, I like people that report to me or work with me to do this a certain way too. And they're comparing you to the last 10 people that they had in that role, right? So yeah. if you had to think about it from that perspective, it's always yeah. going to be like, okay, this is not working, this is not working. And the more you go on, the more experiences you're gonna have. So while you're on that journey and you're on that chase for whatever it is you're trying to do in life, also identify who you're gonna settle down with early because the longer it takes, the more that person's not willing to do those things. That's so true, man. Well spoken, brother. Well spoken. I seen when you say like you know, people not want to do stuff. Uh, I seen this video. I'm just transition. Somebody was talking about man, like that that word love. Like how somebody say I love you, 
Like, like I love you. So I love you. And, and I think it, people say, well, there's different versions, like how you love your brother versus your sister, how you love your, your family versus your girl or your homies. I'm like, oh, man, if you, if you use the word love, like if you truly love somebody, bro, like it's almost like y'all they're on the same plane as everybody else. Like, I'm not saying like there's not levels to love, but if I really love you, if I fuck with you, bro, fuck everybody else that don't fuck with you. I can't. How can I love you, my brother? We've been through so much, right? How can I love you and then know know that there's this other dude, you know, another podcaster, another guy that, you know, y'all got beef and I'm over here entertaining this man. I, and it, it, it's funny that we were talking. I brought this up because Drewski had a skit where he was talking about, I don't think you standing on business. I, mean, I heard them dudes come to get you, man. What you tell you? He's politics. You talking to the man back and forth. I, I told him it wasn't in my business. Now you ain't standing on business. If you if you love me, if you my partner, and you, you I love you. If you my girl, if you my mom, you my sister, you my brother. If, I, if we can look at each other and say, I love you back to forth, back and forth, bro, I slap anybody that, that, that talk negative about you. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not I'm not riding on the other side. And people don't reciprocate that energy. That's what makes me think, like, bro, because now the word love don't mean the same with you. Now we gotta understand where we at with this word love. Maybe we just maybe maybe we just like each other. Let's talk about it. To your point, with relationships, the more it goes on, love is shown differently. So it's gonna be also communication, right? You're gonna pick and point, like, okay, well, in this one. I didn't really have to guess where you stood. That person told me, right? You're not telling me, you know? Yeah. And I'm telling you, so like the longer things go on, it's harder to identify what those situations may be like or, uh, you know, the little nuances that come in a relationship. So I think, I mean, at least from my perspective, I think that that's a little challenging. But hey, I said that the lady was on the breakfast club, so I apologize for um, not remembering her name. Um, but I want to, move on to something else that i saw man if you allow me to <laughs> Bro, move, uh, please right, i keep thinking about this one song getting my head hurting um because it was because i said the breakfast club something else popped up on my timeline which, Don't uh, say. just the other day and, and i just wanted to say like man what you think about it man dj envy and this uh, <laughs> real estate fraud stuff man hey, what's up man no. okay 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 all right all right the reason i'm hyped dude, because I don't remember exactly when it was. Maybe it was a year or two ago when I saw it pop up, pop up on one of my feeds. And I was like, yo, Envy in the real estate? And I had this really sick-ass feeling. I was like, man, this shit don't, this don't feel right. Because I was, my partner, matter of fact, I think I might have been still in the military. Or I just gotten out. Because my boy, um, Elliot Dunn, hopefully you ever hop on the podcast, brother. I would love to have you out here. He does real estate in the, in the, in the area of uh, Ohio, in the Greene County, and Montgomery County area. Um. But um, I remember we were talking because he was moving into real estate and he was trying to, you know, just trying to school me on some stuff. My barber was moving into real estate and then DJ Envy had this thing. And I was like, and we were, I was like, I just had a, when I started listening to him talk about it and I was really thinking about like, yo, maybe I might want to try one of these seminars. Like my partner in real estate, my barber in real estate, maybe something I can get into. Maybe And I was like, I just had a discerning of spirits, brother. Like I'm telling y'all, bro. The Lord said, nah, that ain't for you. Definitely not with that light-skinned mother. Bro, I'm telling you on my mama. I saw that shit coming, bro. I didn't say nothing. I just, okay, I didn't see it. I felt it coming. How about that? 
Bro, hey, Envy, I real talk, and I don't care. I hope I hope he hears this. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a peon in his world. But, bro, I think you a fake, foul-ass nigga, bro. Like, real talk, like, some of the shit I be hearing about you, some of the ways you portray yourself, and in your back, you 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 a foul-ass nigga with a platform, bro. And that shit gonna, it's just karma, it's gonna keep coming. It's gonna keep coming, my nigga. I'm telling you, I've been seeing you for years. Some of the way you treat people, some of the way you talk about certain things, then you backtrack, and I, knew, I see other things from other people's perspective. I'm like, yo, you want them real light-skinned niggas, for real. Like, you really a light-skinned nigga. Like, cool. It's karma's coming, man. I, I, I'm glad you. I, I'm glad you brought that up. That was perfect timing, brother. Because he is light skinned, <laughs> like 100. So, percent I got some. I got some. All right, Drake. You see, you think I don't rock with Drake at all, but I got some. Uh, I got some light skinned homies that are some dark ends, though. You dig? They some dark ones, right? For real. So, and I did not. I'm not putting Drake in that category. Like, <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not talking about. That's what Drake said. He said he's already like, said it. Yeah. Well, he's, a, okay. Dark. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's a <laughs> there's an understanding within the community what that means. So, yeah. excuse me. Y'all see, I'm vaping. I'm, I'm vaping. Don't at me, bro. Like real talk. Y'all know what the. We, this is for the culture. This is not. This ain't Bobby Harlehoff and all that non season shit. This is Midnight Madness, and I'm I'm keeping it real. Drake is Drake. He he one he one of them. He one of us. You know what I'm saying? Light skinned and all. He got his light skinned tendencies, but Envy, Envy walk light in the ass. Well, well that's what I want to know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Light skinned mean when you think you about walk light in the ass. That's that's what right. it means. You walk light in the ass. I can't trust you. Ain't no weight. Ain't no weight towards. Towards your your core. That's that's what it means, bro. A black a dark skinned brother is solid, man. We have to work in them fields. You know, you, you and we can go we can go back to the, to, to the deep ruining. You know what I'm saying? But like we can go back. But we know what it means for us, bro. Them light in the ass get light skinned niggas. We talk about them the light in the ass ones. You can. I'm not saying pause. You know what I'm saying? But pause comes with that. No, this is real sorry, bro. Them, you know, you can't trust them motherfuckers. Them niggas that they laugh, oh, homie, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Whole time they fucking with your, with your bitch. You know what I'm saying? They just they try, they try and play plays on you. Some of them be on the other side trying to set you up for some Bro, them niggas, bro. But you know what I'm saying? People, I saw women now, like, I want me a nice dark skin chocolate. Because they know we the silent ones. Them light skin niggas, that was a facade, bro. Them lighting the ass. And it's, I'm saying, it's light skin niggas that's like, they niggas though. They dark skin too. There's some, there's some real light skin mother that's, that they dark skin, and you can tell how they carry themselves. So the term is not a, it's not an an, an, an actual. He's lighter versus darker. It's like yo, you can be a dark skin nigga and be a light skin nigga. Niggas would treat you like a light skin nigga if you dark skin. You act like that. You a light in the ass skin ass nigga. You soft. You can't be trusted, and something wrong with you. I mean, damn man, you got me hot, bro. Can't stand, man, right, boy. Hey, this, nah, DJ Envy, kidding. dog, for real, man. <laughs> hey, real talk, bro. I, I had a feeling I felt that shit. And he, now he coming out talking. Hey, man, I didn't. I'm, nah, man, you knew what you was doing, bro. Because it was funny. Other people was coming out like low key. There's people that have been, coming, been coming out for, for months. Yeah, yeah. For, for months, saying, "Hey, man, I've been scammed by this motherfucker, man." And they got small followers, so nobody hearing about this shit. And and people shutting stuff up. And now it's getting too, bro. Hey, look here, a Rico. <laughs> What do you Bruh. think about Tony? You heard about Tony the closer? Yeah, man. Well, he the hey. one. He the one who. He the one who the, put him the, out there. Yeah, yeah, he. 
look out. You gotta see who you fucking with, man. And he said, he said, he said, hey, look, man. He said, he said, I'm gonna keep it solid. He said, he, uh, you know, DJ Envy got on his Facetime. And oh no, DJ, I missed that. Yeah, he caught, yeah, you should YouTube it after this, man. And yeah, DJ yeah, Envy sure, got on his yeah. Facetime, and DJ Envy tried to check him, and he was like, hey, don't do that. You know, I'm trying to keep it cool. I'm trying to keep it cordial. Yeah, I'm trying to keep it cool and keep it cordial. Let's not go there. Slide, but I'm gonna call you out. Don't make me call you out in front of yeah. all these people. You know. Yeah. Trying to close him, man. He uh he solid for that. You know, he really do the little real estate stuff. So yeah, he was just like, you know, envy out there using his platform. Usually, usually, stars. They don't really get in the front of that. You know, like I mean, like yeah. if you're if you have popularity or uh fame to your name you're not going to be out in the front of mm -hmm. anything that you're doing so usually when you try to use your platform for something else that means you've pretty much pivoted into that something else and this is how you're going to approach it the fact that he put his he i mean obviously the breakfast club is you know a great yeah, large platform, nationally syndicated. Yeah. From that standpoint, when he's talking about things, the real man. estate people, well, like even the car shows and stuff like that, Rick Ross called him out on that. You know, like, you know, you got your car show, but you're using Young Dolph stuff. You know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to down. I'm just saying, no, no, questionable things. You know, people got to start being solid though. That's it's, so. This is the thing is I'm I, I'm catching this more and more is like. We're accepting people being fuckboys in business and in industry. We're, we're accepting it more. It's like, oh, you know what? Well, yeah. No, it's like, bro, stand on business. Stand on. I eat, you eat. We do this the right way. If, if the deal is sour, say the deal's sour. Let's try to fix the deal. If we can't fix the deal, we got to let motherfuckers know the deal going bad. Like I appreciate what, what Dion what Deion Sanders is doing with transparency and holding people accountable and, and 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 elevating in Colorado. What's pissing me off is that nobody else in any in any other place is trying to do the same thing. No no other football teams. No 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 universities. No no industries. No 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 um companies are saying hey you know let me reach out to colorado and dion and you know let me invest in that and try to get some of some, some of that some some of that juice that he's doing like nobody's motherfuckers is trying to destroy this world bro like this dude is out here literally yeah. preaching positivity of look hey truth because if i'm trash hey coach if i can't if, I, if i'm running back i run a four five six forty you know what I'm saying? I'm gaining weight naturally. I'm working my ass off, but I'm not getting better. And there's people better than me. Hey, bro, you need to hit that portal. Go to a better, go to another school where you're gonna uh, maintain your scholarship. Now think about that. To your point, him doing that, he helped so oh. many people. That would have got cut. So many people that would have got cut, and then would have automatically not had a scholarship. Right? Hit the portal, maintain your scholarship. Hey, you know what? You may have received more than one offer letter, and Colorado was the one you picked. Things aren't going so well. It's been a change in leadership, and you got a free opportunity to go to that Bro. school. It might yes. be in a better situation for you and get you squared away, right? So, and but people want to look at it wrong. Say, some people might say, "Hey, look, you know what? I'm gonna take my chances. I'm gonna stay here." Shout out to them, 
right? I believe in to me. The people that said, yeah, I believe in me. Shout out to them. To the people that said, hey, you know what? It's messed up that I got kicked out. I think you had to make the best decision for you, right? Because you look at what Colorado is doing right now and who, who yep. would have predicted that unless, you know, you would have, like he said, I believe. So from all that standpoint, I, shout out to, to Prime. The one thing that I have to say is with the news and what just came out, I want to make this directly to JJ Reddick. Ooh. I'm not sure if you know and you saw, but uh, JJ Reddick, man, look, I, I have a lot of, I, I value your thoughts. I value your opinion. I have a lot of respect for you and what you've done, not only as a mother that came to that damn Duke court and balled out to the point where it validated every feeling that I had in my heart about hating Duke because you were so good. You shot that thing. It looked sweet. You got an attitude. You was oh. a dog out there on that court. Shout out to you. You got to the NBA. You're with the Orlando Magic. Looked like it wasn't going to work out. You switched it up a little bit. You, you seem like you started to get with the culture. If you see what I'm saying, you started getting some tattoos. You started to change up your haircut and your look. You started, started to get down. Mm. And, mm. And, and you preserved your career. Mm. Maintained the same skill set, but you preserved your career and you lasted for more than a decade in the league. Shout out mm. to you, mm. JJ. Uh, props for that. The one call out that I have is off of your last statement. JJ, you said, is there anything that's not sacred anymore in the locker room or something to that extent in relation to Dion giving a speech and it being filmed in the NBA locker room. JJ, I feel like you have the skill set. You're great. The one thing that I don't like is how you've used your platform and your, well, how do you say this? Uh, you have the protection. <laughs> you have the protection I behind you, right? But you also use your platform to continue to weasel your way into certain situations. Yes, you're Duke educated. Yes, you've been an NBA vet. You had the podcast that grew. You got on first take. From first take, your platform grew even more by riding somebody else's of the culture once again. Mm. <clears throat> the tattoos this time, but the look the and the platform, the culture into transitioning. Now your partner with ESPN, taking it up a step further. You are a commentator on ESPN. Somebody asked you a question and you had to pause and say, hold on, this isn't first take telling the ESPN producer that, right? I don't think you really know where you fit in this world. And I want to say one more thing for one individual to never win a championship in wow. the NBA to go from a player to a podcaster to an ESPN analyst to interviewing for a head coaching job. I've seen you time after time utilize our culture and for us to accept you in our culture for you to only further your platform and move on to another level. I feel it disrespectful now that you're saying these comments against Dion because it's only to get the, your people who you have the, 
protection against us <laughs> with your people to be on their side to say, yes, now you are speaking for us and you can get that head coaching job. You're already there and you've used our culture and partnered with us to be where you are. But I see what you're doing behind the scenes. And that's all I'm really trying to say. So to come against Dion and say something like protecting the locker room, I feel like that's weak, considering the fact that it's Philly. You played for Philly. You were actually on one of the great teams of Philly. So you understand what's going on in that locker room. And if by chance, in any chance, if you got an opportunity to coach an NBA team, let's just say it's the NBA team. Let's just say it's Denver for whatever reason. And right around the corner, you have Deion Sanders. And he and the players want to speak to Deion Sanders, and he's invited into that locker room by your owner. Are you going to say no? Or are you going to jump on that bandwagon too? So all I'm asking is be consistent and not disrespect our culture when you've pretty much sided with or found a way to sneak into our culture to only further your platform. That's my thoughts. I could be wrong here, but when you say something about a sacred locker room, I think the locker room is sacred. Unless it's not. Let's just be real. Gilbert Arenas, what happened with him? That was in the locker room. It was. Isn't the locker room is the locker room sacred or not? That's right. I said what I said and I'm done. Hey man. Uh I don't know how much time we got left, but uh I'm gonna tell you something right now. White America. Young white America. Watch JJ Brady. That's the blueprint. He literally just gave you the blueprint. Get in, use the culture, elevate, get to that spot, get in, use the culture, elevate, and then when it's time for you to rub the shoulders and say the thing that's going to captivate the protection, you do that to elevate. Ain't nothing different. So, uh, JJ, man, good luck, bro. I don't fuck with you. I think, I mean, I actually think that JJ is really good at what he does. And that's what Very allowed good. him. To, he's great. He's great at what he does. Yeah. But from that standpoint, I feel like you can't, I don't know. I actually, I will say this 100% without a doubt. Once Draymond Green retires, he's not going to have an opportunity to interview for a head coaching job. Ever. And I'm talking about, and he has four championships. So for JJ Reddick and his wealth of knowledge and experience as an NBA analyst or a um, a journalist or a bro, have you ever heard Draymond take? I have, I have like break down the game of basketball. Well, the funny thing about it is, it, one thing it, a lot of people don't know is. Um, the person that used to be the GM for the Golden State Warriors, he's a businessman. Mm, mm, um, mm. He he was not a GM before. That was his first time doing something like that. Yeah. And when they would have drafts, Draymond used to call him and tell him who to pick up to the point where 
Draymond was in the draft room going forward. You yeah, know? that's crazy. A lot of people don't know that. A lot of people don't not not Curry. Who's that? The other one went off. Yeah, not Curry. Bro, I'm over here the whole time, man. It's like, why am I shooting coming up? So you know, those are the things. Those are my thoughts that I have. Yeah. I feel like, you know, he. I think it's called what is the? Uh, it's called complexion for protection. So with, with all of those things, yeah. So with all that being said, man, I don't. I think he should think twice about his thoughts and we're in this day and age where you don't get a chance to really sit in, sit in your thoughts and then really have a well thought out opinion. So you just fire it off. But the locker room is sacred. And not only that, um, if the locker room was sacred, the way that you're saying social media was available when JJ Reddick played. And I it guarantee was. you, these players are going in the locker room and they're getting on their phones immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about halftime. Yeah. Say what yeah. you want. But they the already world has already changed tremendously. Yeah, yeah. The same the world, world, bro. Like, like <laughs> your kids are not going to play the same way. That's the crazy part. Is like he, he knows this. Like, people, let's stop being. That's the thing. If you, we can go back and we can watch and just watch the the progression of J.J. Reddick, he says progressive things. He says that it's not the same basketball, Stephen A. Or Mad Dog. You know what I'm saying? Blah, blah. These kids, blah, blah. They, he, everything, he's, everything he just talked about, he's addressed already. It's just to say it, and against Dion in this moment, supports a narrative for a specific base. And whether he wants to say he believes that or not, or that's true, you can fucking lie if you want. You have been very ad- adamant about this younger generation for a long time. And now that it's this situation, why all of a sudden are you coming up with this vitriol about sake, what's sacred and what's not? You know what I'm saying? Like, did you watch The Last Dance? There's a lot of recording going on in NBA locker rooms for a long time, bro. And I, wa- I wonder what your locker room looked like in Philly, in L.A., with recording the entire time. I understand like we got phones now and it's, the recording may be different, but like, what are you acting like there's never, like there aren't cameras in there always. You know what I'm saying? Like, me, stop with I it. Think, Did think. he say anything about the, who's a coach for Oregon that had, that brought in, you know what I'm saying? Like, was that sacred? Was that not, the, you, you didn't say not, that wasn't sacred either? That's like, what are we point. talking about? I think right now, what JJ Gredick is doing and and you can be silly and act like you don't know it and you don't recognize it, or you know you could even be like LeBron and retweet it because he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't thinking either. So I mean that's a typical LeBron like he goes real fast and then has to backtrack. I'm not here for LeBron. I'm here for JJ Reddick. LeBron's gonna own a team when he's done playing. And JJ Reddick is trying to coach a team or be a general manager. And what he's doing <laughs> right. right now and speaking out against Dion is to put him in that seat. He has already interviewed for a head coaching job without spending a second on the sideline outside of when he's pulled off uh, out of the game, right? How is that possible? He's 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 a commentator for ESPN. He's going to go from an analyst, and he's going to end up being a head coach, not an assistant coach. He's going to end up being. He's going to lead men, lead young men, later. grown men, veterans, men that are are around his age. He. J- that J- J- that person is going to lead them with with zero 
Yeah, you know what, man? Hey, hey more power to you, bro. I, I pray to God they put him in. I hope, I hope Denver has a. I don't know. It won't be Denver. He interviewed for the Toronto Raptors vacancy in the offseason. Yeah. And right now, what he's trying to do is be of the same line of thought of the powers that be that would hire him or say, you know what? I like what that young man is doing and who what he stands for. And now he's on other radars because of that. When you speak out against Dion. I'm gonna be honest with oh, you. Yeah, they're able to him. speak out against Dion and say what they can't say, then you're put on the radar. And I think he's pretty much used our culture and our platform to be able to do that. For him to tell an ESPN producer while he's commentating it, this ain't first a take. game that this ain't first take. I'm letting you know that he already knows who he is and the relationships that he has. Yeah, and he's confident about that. You know, yeah, my, to the go ahead. On my mama, bro. When Stephen A. heard that shit, he was like, "Oh, this nigga got me fucked up." Like I put, like I know, I know when Stephen A. finally, like when it came back to him, and like the way it was said, I mean, he was like, oh, "I think got me fucked up." Like he really, because you know what it is, right? Hear me out, and this is just what I'm trying to tell y'all people. But y'all gotta. Y'all gotta stop acting like this world is 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 gray, bro. It's not. It is black and white. It ain't gray. Shannon Sharp is over at ESPN right now, and Shay Shay's room is funny. He gonna do his thing on his on his own podcast, but he getting this ESPN check because Stephen A. Stephen A. brought over a personality that's gonna keep like, bro. Understand, there are a lot of. African American, Hispanic, and white people who are with the culture that want to watch that type of sports entertainment, and and just with a sprinkle of the of the old white man. Give me some Mad Dog every now and then. You know what I'm saying? But I want, or give me some uh, Dan Orlovsky. You know what I'm saying? Like give me those. But I don't want that old cookie cutter bullshit that y'all brownbacks. Oh, that's a bad term. Pause. I said brown bats. I was saying like old. You know what I'm saying? Like what is that? I've never heard I, of that. I don't, I've I don't never know. heard of that. So I don't know what is that. Dead ass. I don't know. I, Cause I, somebody going. Right, so let gonna, me just go ahead. And somebody's going to tie that. Let me pause that real quick because I don't know what it is. So just yeah, you know. All right, yeah, brown. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Going to pause. That could be it, and that's not a Hispanic. I just, I, I just literally, I was like, right, they, they, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, like, like when something turned old, it turned brown. You know what I'm saying? Like some old shit, some brown back, like the the back of a dollar bill, the back of shoes, like some shit. Shit get old, your grass. It get old, it get burnt out. It's old. That's what I'm thinking about brown back. Anyways, pause. But I'm like that old ass shit, bro. Like nobody fucking with that no more, y'all. But they, but they still got that. They they got the money. They got the power. They can get you into the job. So. The blueprint is use the culture, get set up, stay true to them. You know what I'm saying? They'll because they allow a little leeway. They allow a little leeway. It it, it it helps the money. But then when the time comes, push or shove, we need you to go ahead and do what you're supposed to do. And now we're gonna put you in where you need to be. Because that's all it is. Hands down. Damn, that's it, brown bags. You got it, Joe. What's up? Welcome to the party, man. Oh snap. Hey man, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, brother. Good to see right. you, man. Uh, man, great to see y'all. Uh, and apologies. I uh, <laughs> I did not think Eastern. I thought Central, of course, because that's the time zone I'm on. So my apologies there. 
but I want to throw a little bit of a curveball into everything that you're saying just for a second here. Uh, do you guys watch The Old Man in the Three or The Old Man in the Three thing? Mm. That uh, him and his two white friends, right? It's well, one of them. He just he 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 got uh, some new people. He just brought in. Yeah, two brothers, two black dudes. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, All right. So they've they've historically they've been the two black guys have been on the show, you know, sporadically while they've been doing it. But one thing that JJ has said consistently, uh, and apologies again for being late because I don't want to go back to something that might already been discussed. But one thing that JJ has said consistently is that first take is kind of a clown show. He's been saying that for at least two years now. So from day one, him being on there, he kind of made it known that the show is not really about uh, analyzing the game for real. It's more about creating hot takes uh, and who can be the loudest, the most boisterous. So I don't agree with that. I think well, what JJ, I, what he I'm, said. I'm just telling you what he said. Yeah, but I don't think he, did he use the word clown show? I think he was using that they don't use, because what he does in his show is they break down analytics. You know, like yes. the fundamentals and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. With first first take, it's more of an opinionated based mm -hmm. with loose facts. But the, his when he went on first on first take, I remember like after that became a thing because he went on first take to justify what he said. And when he went on there, is he was it ended up being almost the same exact thing. It's like, well, hey, like experience, experience, you're saying this, blah, blah. And it's like, what is your complaint about JJ? Is that first take is a show that is more based on opinion on opinions and people's feelings and how they see the game versus how you want to take facts and analytics to justify who you say is so and so and so and not the eye test. And that yeah. was the difference in what he was trying to. And I think Steve Aiden didn't do the best job, like really attacking him as he should have. He kind of gave him a pass, which I don't know why Steve Aiden did that because he don't really do that with JJ. But he gave, he gave him a pass a little bit, and I think JJ kind of walked with that. And then people gave him that. And it, you know what gave it what gave it validity was Perkins. Kendrick Perkins was a routine guest on First Take, and he had a lot of bad takes. And that's <laughs> well, and think, that's what JJ used a lot of his arguments on. If I I'm think, correct, I mean somebody somebody well, no, can hop on no, here and tell me I'm I'm full of shit. But no, I watched I First Take a lot before. What it. What I picked up from it was, to, and I think both of y'all are saying the same thing. Joe, uh, he he was clowning the first take because I think he might have been a guest on it like just one time, and then not really clowning, but he was saying like, it's it's really like not what you think, you know. It's yeah. more like you go in there with a perspective. It's a debate, and yeah. we come in, we go in a room, we figure out certain things that whether yeah. we agree on it or not this is my side that I have to take and I got to bring a point to it. So he went back and then talked about it and he pretty much let, gave everybody the secret sauce. And then Stephen A was like, oh, yeah, man, get your butt back over here. We're going to do it. And get, and get this word. A, yeah. He, he became a regular, but to the yeah. point where I will say this too, and, and Brent, you actually brought it up. Um, there were some bad takes and there were just like things that people were talking about. And I truthfully, the host or the guest, they weren't, prepared with the yeah they didn't do the research the duke research that jj reddick got you know and yeah. he ended up bringing in certain things and analytics to the conversation to say it's funny you said that Stephen a because and then he would just 
he would yeah. really hit him. Yeah. He would hit him hard. And yeah. Stephen A was like, all right, I got you. I see what game we're playing now. We I need you back this. on the show. And he's he's like, let's come on. And then he became a regular on there. I think to the point where he actually they he had a routine love him now. Yeah. Right? You know, he people love him he now built because yeah. He, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, go back, Joel. So what were you saying uh based off of that? I, I just I um so everything y'all are saying, I, I don't disagree with any of it. I just, you know, it's always about perspective. Uh, and I think that one of the other things that JJ mentioned and some others have talked about as well is on these these debating shows, the difference between a debate show and a sports analyst show is a debate. You have a certain amount of time where you have to convince somebody that what you're saying is accurate. So, Brent, you mentioned it earlier also, like facts versus feelings and emotions. So if like it, depending on the individual you're talking to, you're going to cater to different audiences. And I think all JJ was saying, and I'm stepping way outside of my box of Joel and trying to speak for another man here. So apologies, but what he was saying was it's all about the hottest take who can speak the loudest in the shortest amount of time and get the most people to join on their side of the argument. So it it creates this uh, disassociation from legitimate analytics of the sport, and it allows all these other things to flow in, including the eye test. And some of that is some of that's necessary. But if I'm saying that, I'll give you guys a great example. I, I just got back in town last night. I was out of town watching the uh, New Orleans. I'm sorry, not New Orleans, but the Oklahoma City Thunder versus San Antonio Spurs. I literally watched the whole game. Now. Chet and Vic only played a certain amount of time, but every highlight I saw was Victor doing something. They never showed what Chet was doing. Chet also had 20 and 9 or 21 and you 9. You had to go look up Chet's stats. You had to go look up Yeah, you had to go look up, the, look up the highlights to see Chet's, yeah. but he balled too. He balled. Now, neither one of them disappointed, but we have to yeah. also understand that there's always a narrative being created, and the best narrative is who is the next guy? It was supposed to be job, but because of his indiscretion, he got yeah. it out put to the side. So now we got to find the next guy. They acted like Wimby, Wimbenyama just destroyed Chet. First off, he was starting at power forward, so he didn't even guard Chet, but Chet yeah. guarded him. That's the first thing. The second thing is Chet had more points, more rebounds. Uh, they both had, I think they both had the same amount of blocks, but Chet just had more of an impact on the game overall. But you wouldn't know that based on the narrative. So what happens on these debate shows is narratives are created. It's not about honest and facts anymore. So that's where I believe what JJ is trying to do is keep a job, number one, still get paid. So not completely go against these narrative creating or agenda based shows, but find a way to disassociate himself just enough where he can say, hey, I wasn't a part of that, but still be a part of that. So that's a good take. So this is what this is what I was saying pre previous to that. I think you might have just about to join. Um, you know, it was it was the thought process around him saying about the locker room being sacred, or is the locker room not sacred anymore with primetime being recorded there with the Philadelphia 76ers? And I'm thinking that and I, I don't want to say the whole thing, but I'll just say like I feel like he's strategically sided with the culture or some way or not adopted 
parts of the culture in his game mm-hmm. to stay relevant. And the reason why I'm going to say that is I'm going to call out a couple of names that I think about when I think about J.J. Reddick. We have Adam Morrison and hmm. Jimmer Fredette. Hmm. I'm just – Jimmer, and I'm going to say this. I feel like Jimmer Fredette. It was I probably for like the culture side inside JJ Reddick. I'm gonna go yeah. like, well, you pick whichever one, right? Jimmy JJ Reddick got to too. the NBA, and when he was with Orlando, uh-huh. he looked like he was probably gonna last maybe two, maybe three years in the NBA. Yeah. And I started to see the culture come out of JJ Reddick, where it be tattoos, his haircut changed, his look changed tremendously. Skill set still the same. I don't think anything was. What you got? I got. I got to pause for just a second. JJ stayed in the NBA because he developed more than a three point shot. He was able to pump fake two dribbles, pull up, or get all the way to the basket. Now he didn't do it a lot, but just enough. Anytime you got a, an amazing shooter, what, what basketball was you watching? Yeah. I mean, he did. Uh, it, he, he did it a couple of times. That a I couple of times. That, Stop playing yeah, like he was going that. to the rack. Yeah. Don't play. Don't, I'm, a, I'm saying, Joe, you, you play Joe basketball. Shooter, all the way through college. So let me, okay, let me give so my, you know JJ Reddick is a he is a perimeter player. Absolutely. He was so a let ball, me give a ball, can I provide not the ball movement. Uh-huh. Pump fake, get to the sidestep and shoot a shot. The same shit. It was he would have shot the wide open three if he if he didn't have to pump fake it. He's so Absolutely. slow. Absolutely. So so can I give perspective? All right, go ahead, Do you go ahead, go ahead. know what makes a dope shooter dope? Quick release. The fear that you put in the defense. Has anybody on here been a dope shooter? Wayne used to be back in the day. Was he? Yeah, it don't count. Hey, Let me tell you something about being a dope shooter. I was a very, very good shooter. I wasn't on the level with a JJ Reddick and some of these other guys, Steph Curry's, Clay Thompson. I wasn't on that level. But what I realized very early is all I had to do was catch the ball. I literally have two broken ribs and a punctured lung as a result of being a great shooter because the closeouts are so hard. So all I got to do is get you to move a little bit. Basketball, football, game of inches. If I get you off balance, I'm gone. What has to happen on the backside? Pick up. You got to help, right? You got to help. You got to pick it up. So what does that mean? Every time, either you have to come pick me up or it's a dump. Or so, yeah, wide open. So I'm not telling you or so, yeah. Yeah, all I'm saying is J.J. didn't start averaging 20 points a game in the paint. I'm saying that people were so worried about a him, a Kyle Korver, a pump fake is the same as Shaq hitting you with an elbow for a shooter. You get what I'm saying? Okay. Not, not Maybe not as dominant in terms of like the physical. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's but, a really but, bad comparison, now, now, but the no, idea like of the move, the move, yeah, I see. No, that's, I like, all I'm I like saying. That. that's a perfect yeah. one right there. Kyle Korver, played yeah. LeBron, championship. I don't mm-hmm. know. I think he has a championship. He should, yeah. or at least he has yeah. an he NBA does. championship. He has one with Cleveland. Got, yeah. Cleveland? Cleveland. 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 Got one Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah, I see yeah. why I want to forget that one. I understand yeah. why I want to forget that I love that. it. Yeah, so, that was a great one. He, I was and, here. And he actually played with AI, right? <laughs> Even did. with that. Yeah, he did. My big question is, can Kyle Korver go to an NBA front office right now and interview for a head coaching job? Yeah. With all his experience, all the champions he's played with, can he all the time he spent politicking the I'm, game. That's and the reason why I say that is because I feel like now it's time, and that's all I'm trying to say. I feel like now it's time for JJ to get on the sides of 
the right people to be to move into the right position. Yeah. To, that's to what he's right doing, position. bro. That's all. That's, that's I, all I'm trying to say. And I feel like sometimes we got to see that. And I'm not trying to down it because I do feel like he is very skilled. You know, he's very skilled in what he's doing, and I do feel like he would actually be great somewhere on the bench. I don't think immediately as a coach. Yeah. I can see as a, even as a player personnel, and then like done bro, and moving up, up yeah, and into a GM. I can definitely see that. But the first job, I've seen so many people be trashed like that. One example, Steve Nash. Steve Nash. Uh, I want to say Come Jeff on, Saturday. You know, <laughs> who? He was a coach. Jeff Saturday. He was a coach. Dude, dude went from ESPN to being the head coach. I don't know. You remember when Jim Ursay made the man the head coach for the rest of the season? Oh, y'all. I mean, you supposed oh, to take. You got to take that though, right? If they, but they come the, calling, you got to take it. But what I'm just yeah, saying is, like, what? Yeah, he I, interviewed, I, bro. They ain't come calling. He interviewed for the job. That's what I'm talking about. This is that boo. And what? And what was he doing around the same time? He was bashing other motherfucking black people. All I'm saying, and I think that this is a bad situation for, for Prime. You know, like Dion is, let's just say this, Joe, let's just, I got a company right now. It's doing all right, man. Let's say, you know, I brought, brought in 200 million last year. Right. And um, I'm looking for somebody else, like a good leader to come in and then take it to the next level. Mm-hmm. Instead of interviewing a lot of people, I'm going to call my mans, right? You know, I'm going to call my mans, my people, and then I want y'all to bring it in. But because of what I've done in my career, I've developed a lot of relationships with a lot of people. And whether that's been coaching, playing, whatever the case may be, you have connections and you have a voice. and You've been that star that actually some of these people in these seats that's going to bring you in, they were watching you at one point in time. Mm. So with Prime having that type of platform, it's kind of messed up to see people speak against that. Even though the we hey, it's midnight it. man, it's for real out here, man. You know, I don't know if y'all heard my kids, my kids wilding, they run around playing hide and go seek. You know, hey man, they giggling and everything sound like a cry. <laughs> make them make them daddy ears perk up. You know, I don't know if y'all y- y'all ever had that. Like, I don't know if they, but anyway. No, so I never. I just feel like right now JJ is and is smart. But what I want to do outside of like calling him out and putting too much attention around JJ is really just say sometimes we've been around, we've seen how these things progress, and we understand what's going yeah. on. I I don't think him developing his game, him getting on first take, and him using the culture. But I do feel like this is a strong step back from the people that have accepted him in and the platform that he's had to say that type of thing against Dion in the locker room, considering, like you said, Last Dance was in a film in the locker room. Um, the shit that happened with Gilbert Arenas was ha- happening in the locker room. <laughs> Bro. Uh, some of the infamous NBA fights and the things that uh KG talks about on his um on his Showtime series about what happened and what went down in the yeah. locker room. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of NBA players are doing that and they're talking about it. maybe they're not filming it all the time. Hey, the little D-Lo situation when he was with the Lakers and maybe it wasn't oh, the yeah, locker room, but Co- you know, oh, yeah, God, when he Kobe. was talking about um not Kobe, it was no, Kobe was uh 
Nick uh, Young. Russell. Yeah, Nick Young. Oh, Nick my Young. God. That, what's yeah. wrong with that? You know? Oh, so, uh, so when Nick Young's out there, he's speaking positivity in the locker room, and it's only furthering the platform or really helping people out. And it's a message for everybody. It wasn't just a message just for them. And what's wrong with that? You know, that's exactly. that's my biggest yeah. thought. So, so I'll just add this last little piece of context for, from my perspective, just so you can understand why I came from that position. The one thing that I see happen far too frequently is for us, Black people, all somebody has to do is imitate the culture to a point where we accept it and it's all good. But when somebody imitates it as like a joke or when we don't accept it, they're bad. So we, at some point, we got to draw a line. Either it's okay or it's not okay because Robin Thicke was the man. We were totally No, fine. he wasn't to me. Not to you, but you get what I'm saying. His career no, feel was, you was though, R&B yeah. was built on the fact that black folks was like, all right, hey, I like this. So again, another example, Tyler Hero is more of a, a white guy that has identified with the culture and tries to mimic that culture. JJ, yes. outside of the tattoo and maybe the haircut, yeah. maybe, he don't try to imitate black culture. Like He's just Tyler, a regular white guy. Him Tyler dunking talk like people, a Navy. He absolutely does. So that's what I'm saying. I fuck with okay Tyler Hero, though. See what I'm saying? We're okay with that. Like, real talk, I fuck with that. JJ. Fuck so, JJ. JJ don't, he don't represent the culture like that, though. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm so saying. Like, like, and I don't so mean like... You okay in the you other can, camp. No, yeah, they can. Simple. You can be a white dude and be, and be in basketball, and I can fuck with you. But if you represent the culture and you act like you feel with the culture, you walk and you talk and you 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 talk about like there's moments, bro. Watch JJ on 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 first take, like when he first started getting on it. Some of the hip hop shit he used to say is like, bro, like it's not you. I can tell this ain't you, but it's ever. But like you know, like Tyler Hero, like really fuck with the culture. Like I really fuck with dude. Like so, how, it, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, my bad. I was going to ask a quick question because I where you're going. How does a black person? Do the same for white culture. How to do what? How to uh, adopt embrace, white culture? Embrace, embrace and adopt and it'd be cool. Especially in the eyes of other black folks. Oh, it's impossible. So that's what I'm saying. So we can't... It, like, the only way... The only way... And, and the reason I say it's impossible is you could be a Colin Powell. You could be a... Uh, what's that one dude? Herman Cain. You can do all that stuff, right? Even in Kanye. Kanye, Kanye did, it, did it for a long time. You get to a certain level, they never really truly accept you. Like right. as 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 black people, we will truly accept a white person if they, you know, what I'm saying, are really humble and they really want to be part of this culture. We will truly accept them. We really, we really will from our heart. Oh yeah. But I'll say, yeah, you know, what I'm saying the the opposite side, it's impossible. But why? For, for, for the majority, I know, man, that's 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 some wired shit. I can't do nothing about, bro. I got a parlay. I got to eat for this. Con- <laughs> What's convo? I'm talking about. Hey, that's why I turn my camera off. I'm with, Hey, I love you. I spend like, man, I'm making a parlay right now. I got free money on the line. Look, look I here, think, listen to this. I think for Chiefs me, minus two and a half, Broncos oh, plus Thursday 25. night football or something. Yes, my nigga. My bad. You know, you know. No, you good. Do your thing. We so, talking. We having a good time. I think I think what it is is um it's almost like that uh when I see people, my kids even ask me this. Like, let's just say somebody um I'm walking to a store. And I hold the door for somebody and they say, thanks. And I say, nah, you good boss. You know? And I, and I say, boss, my kids ask me like, dad, what does that mean? <laughs> Why do you keep calling huh. these people your boss? Are, is they your, are they your boss? And I'm like, nah, 
But what I look at it as, it kind of reminds me of BOS. And that's a term that people used to say back in the day for um, brother of struggle. Mm. So when you see somebody adopt a certain type of culture or we bring people into our culture, we kind of welcome them into how we were raised or we kind of see them for how we came up. And it's almost like unification from that standpoint. However, in my mind, this is how I interpret it. I look at it like you're, you're a white dude <laughs> adopting black culture. You're bringing yourself in experiences that you didn't have to go through as a black person. So it's almost mm. like, you know, it's like a little bit like climbing from the bottom, like starting from the bottom and then rising up. And I feel like a white person there, their starting line is going to be a whole lot further from a, a if a white a black person trying to adopt a white culture, it's not a easily accepted because they look at it like, man, we ain't giving you no head start. Get your butt back to the back of the line, you know? <laughs> and yeah. I think that that might, now keep in mind, I could be 100% wrong, but that's my way of looking at it from that perspective. Like we're, we're like, okay, come on in, be a part of this journey with us. Like we're all in this together and you're willing to come down and start from the same starting point that we're starting with or take that approach. Could be wrong, but that's just how I look at it. Well, I would never say you're wrong. I, I would say that we, you know, perspective is everything. And um, it's totally cool to have different perspectives. The only reason why I would challenge any of that, um, let me give a story real quick. In high school, there's a white kid named Chad. He, we called him Barnyard. Chad was <laughs> from the same <laughs> streets we was from, but he was still white, so we called him Barnyard. It wasn't no barns in Inkster, Michigan. Now, in other parts of Michigan, sure, there's some farmland. But it wasn't no Barnes. It was just a play on the fact that he was a white guy. Mm. But he was also able to say the N-word, which is a word I, I don't really, I have not really integrated that into my language. But he would say it all the time. And it was like, second, nobody challenged it. We didn't question it because he was literally from that same struggle. And we saw it. We knew it. So it was like, it was not a second thought. So for me, seeing like a Tyler Hero, who I know his story. I watched him through high school. I watched him a little bit before. I know that's not his story. So for you to try to now be a part of this experience in whatever capacity, to me, is slightly disingenuous. But it's not mm. disingenuous enough to the point where I'm going to hold it against you and be like, I don't like him because he's, that's not, I don't care about none of that. The only thing that I look at consistently is who are you consistently? That's the consistency for me is who are you consistently? And, and for, from what I've seen since Duke, the jerk that J.J. Redick has been, nothing's changed. He talks about it. Other people joke about it. He's been that same dude. So I have no beef with J.J. Redick and the things that he does or says. Similarly, I do have beef with Stephen A. and the nonsense that he does and says. So for me, I have a different level of expectation depending on who you are and depending on your platform. This fella has had this platform, Stephen A, that is. And I remember when he made his comments back in the day. And this is Midnight Madness. So I'm a, this is the witching hour for Joel. This is the witching hour. Hold on, when, so you gonna, hey, you better be careful, Stephen A. You're a national treasure, brother. He, well, not for me. I, I can't stand him. I, I wouldn't be mad if he jumped off a bridge. But Damn. that's me. Uh, Stephen A is he, your... Uh, he's y'all's JJ. 
No, 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 no. Jason Whitlock. Oh, or or Whitlock. Yeah. Uh, but when Stephen A. said this, basically, don't poke the bear when he's talking about domestic violence disputes. Mm. I totally understood what he meant, and I agreed with it. I wasn't talking about the outcome. I'm talking about how did we get to the outcome? And guess what? Michelle Beadle went and had a problem with it. He got suspended, and he come back doing the boo-hoo cry and apologize and stuff. And he's not been the same dude since. So for me, he's not been consistent throughout his career, except the fact that he wants to talk real heavy with the slang and be all about the brothers. But when it really comes down to it, he don't even stand on what he thinks because he won't say what he thinks anymore because his pockets are in jeopardy. So when I see a guy like that versus a guy like JJ, I will side with a JJ all the time because he's been consistent. This other guy is not. Well, I think it's it's a little challenging because he works for the mouse. He even says it too, right? Let me say that because he, when you think about on his, um, I, I don't watch his whole show on YouTube, but sometimes I see the clips. Uh, from his personal show, and then one of the one of the things that I like the most about it is his perspective on Kawhi Leonard. He he talks about Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, and he actually speaks to the things that I would never think about. I'm looking at Kawhi like he's hurt, and um, hmm. you know he's hurt, so he can't play. But Stephen A. Yeah. is like, you know, he doesn't do anything for the league. And he's talking about it from a business standpoint that he's like, okay, Paul George is always hurt. And he said, I think he said, Paul George is like the fifth highest paid athlete in the world, right? And then he said, you know who number six is? Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> and he said, he said, now, if you think about me as a businessman, that's $100 million a year that I'm spending for you to go to fuck home in the first round. And when I heard him <laughs> say that, I said, you know what? I can't. I that's can't, real I, shit. As much as I would be mad, that's that's hard to hear, right? That's hard to hear for anybody considering the fact that people have, when they see that on paper, they're looking at the Clippers might actually win the championship. They could possibly be in the championship. And, uh, yeah, that's what people were saying at one point in time, especially with oh, us. Oh, <laughs> You saying that like, now? I'm not saying now. Like, man, come on, man! Like when they first got together, I think. That <laughs> yeah, was... yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So when you think about that, there's a lot. We we kind of forget the idea that outside of our normal barbershop conversations, that people there's a whole industry of like betting and Vegas and people like really live <laughs> off of these types of, yeah, you know, it's big business and yeah. there's other businesses with that too. And so with that being the idea or that being the thought, when you see those things on paper for people to bet their money, let's just say, I'm going to bet my money on Paul George. I like Paul George from, you know, he's rehabbed and came back from that gruesome injury. I think he's going to be great. Kawhi yeah. Leonard won a championship. Like, hey, only two people won a championship against Golden State. It's LeBron and Kawhi Leonard. Let's be real. Right. <laughs> it's only two, right. only two people, right? So you think about those types of things. It's like you, you want to see that. You want to see the Clippers be the L.A.'s team. It's a lot of people that get into that hype. So you think about an owner investing $100 million for two players a year, though. Now, I'm not talking about these $300 million contracts a year. 
100 million dollars and they go to hell home in the first round but he didn't say the hell he said the f home in the first round i was like okay this may be a different perspective of Stephen a you know that you don't yeah. get the chance to see Stephen a's world whatever that little yeah his little pot yeah he he, he kind of he talks a little uh i mean Record. look it yeah, but it's, I don't want to say it's midnight madness. I mean, he t- say what he got to say, what he can't say on ESPN. I mean, on Disney. I mean, it's a, we keep forgetting that ESPN ain't ESPN no more. It's that's Disney. Yeah. They motherfuckers out here firing people for for random shit. I, I but he's been fired too, though. So shout out to him. Yeah, like, you got to think about that yeah. journey right there. Like, yeah. Joe, I understand what you're saying, but I like, but to be one of the highest paid individuals in the same company that you were once fired from. Man, you gotta say, I don't give a damn. Whatever system that is, bro, maybe we all need to learn how to work that. You know, like (laughs) I'm I'm willing, I'm willing to understand how to work that to the point where even JJ, I mean, Stephen A, like, I don't know, man, I I gotta give him his props on that, bro. Like, cause he came in, like, for real, he was fired. Bro, been working working in the industry. Yeah, and then he came back in from just doing the radio. Yeah. Right. He was just only working radio at one point in time. And then to get that opportunity and now be in a position to where he can. I mean, like, you got to think about it. Like, when it's hard to carve a lane. I, was, I, I think people really forget that. Like, even like what, what, what we are doing right now, like, you know how hard it is to carve a lane for yourself, bro, in this type of world right now, this digital media, to create a space where people really want to, like, either really hate you or love you that's hard to do my guy yeah sure we'll pee pee man um <laughs> yeah, that's shit hard to do bro so to to fuck it up and then come back and and find a way to recreate yourself like not change totally but you know find a way to like really find your niche again i mean that's hard bro like that's not so that's like that that to me takes and i i'm mad at jj I'm, this needs to be very clear. I'm not even mad at JJ. JJ doing what JJ doing. JJ's doing what I expect a lot of people who I don't really fuck with tightly to do. It's to get yours by any means necessary. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people, they do not have the the innate need to make sure everybody eats. You know what I'm saying? And it's nothing wrong with that. It that that can be seen as a liability in me. It can be seen as a strength. It's all about how I choose to view it. I don't give a fuck how nobody else care about how how do I choose to view it. You know what I'm saying? If I see somebody who doesn't have that same character, it's all about how I choose to view them. And they cannot they can give zero fucks about my opinion and it doesn't bother me at all. That's the best part. You know what I'm saying? We ain't got to, JJ Reddit. If you ever say this nigga, I ain't never got to fuck with you. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't never going to hurt you from being your thing. I'm just saying, I'm going to call you out for what I see, what you're doing. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with it. You be part of You be part of what you need to be part of to elevate yourself. I did it when I was in the military. Hey, yes, yes, sir. Definitely. Oh, I'm on it. No problem. I'll stay late. All right. Definitely, boss. Yeah. Yes, sir. Okay. I have a good one, guys. Oh, I did not see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you look here. Like doing all that corny ass white boy shit to get to the next level, bro. You know what I'm saying? I had to. I had to play the game. I'm it's and be like, hey, I got to a certain point, I got tired, and I did it my way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it allowed me to get a check. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real. I'm not finna complain. People can say what they want. It worked for me. So what's yeah. working for him? Working for him, man. Like I'm just saying, but like I'm not finna sugarcoat the shit. Like you can be a dick, or you can be a real person, or you can be a be a fake person, and I can call you out for that. And you continue doing it because that's what's working for you. And you can say, hey, this is me. Fuck you, Brent. Go ahead. You said it. I'm doing it. <laughs> All right. You know what, JJ? You're right. I said you're doing it. Good luck, my nigga. <laughs> Call today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's that easy for me. It's I feel what I'm saying. Like, I don't get mad about this shit. It's just like, bro, like, half the time, these motherfuckers are so fake. All these people in media are so fake. Oh, I agree. I you know agree. what I'm saying? Like, they, and there's nothing, there's nothing worse than having someone being pushed in front of you that doesn't have that genuine, you know what I'm saying, core. Chops. Like that, that, that to me is the hardest part. Cause it's like, bro, I know you just talking cap. I can see you. I can see, I can see. And the one thing I do like about first take though, honestly, is that you can watch. If you really pay attention now for me now, maybe not when you was watching it or even a year ago, but you can see now it's like, this is really just a debate show. They, they some sometimes they they be dead on. If it's three people, they all can't say the same shit. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Like, so and you can see, you. you can see yeah. when the one is like, it's like, damn, it's my turn. You it's know what I'm saying? Because, because <laughs> yeah. they'll. But they, the cool part is, is the argument is actually as long once they got Kendrick Perkins out of there, the arguments actually became like, all right, you know what? You wrong, but I see how you fighting for it. Like when they got Mad Dog Russo on there, I actually enjoy him because you can see. You did you watch Mad Dog? I don't know if you've watched this whole season of Colorado football. So week two, he was done with Dion. Yeah, Mad Dog was like, "I'm done with Dion. I'm done with this." Blah 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 blah. Too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. Yeah, shell. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey! Look here. They called Mad Dog off camera, bro. Cause he, he was putting some money on the bookie. Mad Dog got caught, bro. Hey, Mad Dog, fuck with Dion, bro. He fuck with Colorado it. hard, he bro. Had a heart, he man. got it. He got Yeah. So it's I like, bro, it. like, it's a show now. Like, I'm not even like, like, when people start bashing shit, my bro, just tell us this is entertainment. Right. Enjoy it. I gotta, so, I gotta, I'm, go ahead, say, say, I, I no, got something for later. Yeah, no, everything. I see, that's why you and I, we like this right now with what you're saying. I agree. And the only thing for me is there's two sides of the show. Yeah. There's a side where it's like, you just have to accept that it's a show. And then when the show is supposed to be real. So when's the last true. time you heard Stephen A go hard on a white guy? What yeah. was his take on Aaron Rodgers? What was his take on Brett Favre? What oh, was his take he on- He should have killed Brett Favre. But he did. He did. Okay. He did hit him, but he didn't kill him. He should have yeah, killed him. He did. He did uh, yeah. Yeah. It was a, it was a, it was a smooth look. Pulled was back, it. too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Pulled back, put the guard up. Like, bro, what the fuck? You're supposed to hit his ass hard. And I'm a, you see the back of my fucking name. You see, I'm a Packer fan, bro. I don't fuck with Brett Favre. I, I, I used to have a Brett Favre, um, like a little wall out on my little yeah. wall right here. I took yeah. it all. This nigga yeah. scam artist. Fuck you doing, you rich old motherfucker? What's wrong, boy? These because your daughter go there. Come on, man. Hey, you know, and you know who we taking out the food. I'm saying, uh, taking off off the plate of. I'm saying the the working man down there in Mississippi too. Yeah, 
You know when the poorest, like, if not yeah. the poorest state. Come on, bro. I'm not fucking with that shit, man. People don't want to talk about it, bro. And the Rico no. on his ass. So that crazy shit. That's that, all I'm saying is that's why we're on the same page. It's a yeah, show. It is a so show. when it's a show and we're putting on a show, then we're probably also putting on a show over here. Oh, so yeah, yeah. That's, that's all true. I'm saying. Is Stephen no, A be trying to act like he down for the bros and the cause. He do. He do. But he, he go extra hard with it a little bit. On brothers. But what does he, he say go. about a white fella? But, but sometimes we gotta hold ourselves accountable. That's what I do. I do hold him on that. I just wanna see. I mean, you know what? You're right though, man. But I think it's hard because we 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 critique each other because we want to make sure we see the best out of each other. So, I think that's I think I think that's what people don't take from our conversations. Is it's not us. You need you ain't doing this, you ain't doing that. It's like, bro, it's like I gotta, I got the same thing that he does on his show when he critiques a brother or a white man every now and whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? He's like, I gotta say this so I can sharpen your sword. Yeah. Because you gotta know that this is a thing. So us saying that about Steve, maybe he gonna look at that, bro. Cause like he real be he real extra for the brothers, but then lately he's been kind of soft. Like even though Aaron Rodgers, well, he he but he got he did get injured. He was already for him, but yeah, he made he should be preparing. What was he doing? All that all that holistic shit. You hurt yourself in the in the first five plays. Yeah, that should have been the talk. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Packer fan. I'm glad I'm hurt. That he's hurt because our draft pick suffers. What I'm trying to say is though, I want to see the man do better. But all this stuff you doing with your body, this is the result. So yeah. maybe like, are we are we sure we on the right path? Hey, Ocho Cinco. Ate burgers and and McDonald's every day and and didn't like never got injured. <laughs> so, so hey, check this out though, Brent. Here's what's even more interesting, because you just said something that's crazy. So, all the expectations we put on Aaron Rodgers based off everything he's doing, LeBron James spends a million dollars on his body. When's the last bro. time he played a sixty game season? When's the last time he played a fifty five game season? Damn. So, again, narratives. Stephen A. was going hard on Kawhi Paul George. What did he say about LeBron? He said, shit. Damn, LeBron ain't played a 55-game season in a while? He's not done it since before L.A. Why? And then get old. Just saw the stat. Just saw it yesterday. I ain't even. Like, when when you say it, because I'm thinking the bubble. Yep. The bubble was the second year in L.A. The first year was a horrible year. Yep. And then he got injured. He yep. got injured. And yep. then like midway and then they made a little they weren't making a push and then he was going to come back and then he just sat it out. out. Yep. Then they got the AD. Uh-huh. Cuz that was the move to get to AD and that though that was the bubble year because you know the COVID. They yep. won they won the ship. Yep. And he played a lot that year. Same thing though, even that. But the, but the season was wasn't Yes. It was yeah, not injury you know related. It was just yeah. yeah, so so yeah. but he had a lot of time, so it's different. Yeah, but then after that, damn, I didn't even think Every, about it. that's 21, 22, 20. That's shit. Okay, I, I, I ain't think damn nigga no man. Hey. That, and so hey, he gonna, and I he gonna play till his son gets to the league, bro. He got to. He got and I ain't mad at him. But all, yeah. again, my point is Yeah, he ain't say shit about created, that shit. Yeah. Narratives are created daily, and Stephen yeah. A is a hot take king. And he knows yeah. how to get people to rally around the hot take because most but people aren't going to do the homework. That's why they need us. 
because we don't do the. It's just like, hey, we gonna give it to you raw and uncut, give it to you floor. Like, give me a show, bro. I'm gonna tell you what it is, man. I'm gonna look the numbers up. I got the numbers in front of me. Niggas still trash. Like, you're talking about that. I, you know what? You know what the craziest stat I heard today was? The craziest shit that I heard today was that Russell Wilson is actually in the top ten of quarterbacks this year, like numbers wise. With a one and four record, and the way he's looked like, what you no real talk? Would you think about football? If somebody said Russell Wilson, I'm like trash. <laughs> First name, trash. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, but he got, good. but he got 11, 11 touchdowns on two or three interceptions, something like that. Like he got, like I mean, we week five, bro. Like they got stall drives, so it's it's like the narrative because everybody's talking about how he how garbage he is. But I'm like, hey, hold on, bro. He got better numbers than so and so, 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 Jimmy G, so and so, so and so, Matt, um, Mac Jones, so and so, so and so. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? Better numbers than um Jordan Love. You know what I'm saying? Like my quarterback. Like, what we talking about, bro? Like, this is crazy. The narratives, dog. They be picking them narratives, man. When they push it, and if people don't talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Like. Then it becomes fact. Yeah, it's like that's how they took black people out of out of the history books. You know what I'm saying? Who's already and, here, bro? And preach. Who's living, living, who's living with Native Americans, bro? Stop playing with us, bro. Who's already here, bro? Turtle like, Island. You can't hey. you can't tell me, bro, that we had like like the 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 level of kings. You know what I'm saying? And and, and trade that we was doing back when back 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 in the day, day that we didn't make no trips. Yeah, that we didn't so, drop some land. So, Brent, let me do this. For anybody listening to you, like, what are you talking about? Go research the explorer research. Balboa. Balboa will tell you about his journeys to North America, predating Columbus and the people he saw. He journaled it. And he was Spanish, uh, a.k.a. white at the time. So if you want that validation. Oh, it's there. Balboa. They don't. They don't. People don't want to read. People yeah. don't want. People want. People are. I knew what's what made it hard for me for school was having someone tell me that this is what happened. And I would ask a question, how do you know? Yeah. And they would just say, well, th- it says it right here. Well, yeah. something else says something different. The Bible says this. That was yeah. written back in them days. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be crazy no. to me. Something. So I never, Dwayne, you know how I was. I, I just, I, I never. So to me, it's just like now. And then now we hearing all this stuff later on. It's like, oh, maybe this. I'm like, man, y'all should have been knowing this stuff is out here. This information has been out there. Y'all just lazy. Y'all don't care to know the. Y'all I would rather... say, I would say, though, back in the day, it was a little harder to get the information, it man. Was. Like, what? you know, um, I mean, we we had some of it, right? We had some of it, yeah. but our dad was a scholar, though. Like, that, you know, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. our dad was a scholar, but like, I, I'm telling you, Joe, you probably wouldn't even understand this, bro. We had books, sets books. of encyclopedias <laughs> and thoruses. The sources, I said thoruses, <laughs> the sources, right? <laughs> Like in sets of them, like it didn't even make sense. You had one, we had on the bridge, sets, bro. You know, like Man, so learning was real. Yeah, yeah so like it was, it was a, it was a premium on that. But but what I will say, um, going back to your point about you know history and, and finding it, it's a whole lot easier now to get it. I think the challenge is going back to when you would ask those questions in school 
and they would just say, hey, this is here or this is when it's written. And I, as a kid, I would always like, you know, sometimes as we get adults, we just get used to whatever people say and right. we just take it and just be like, well, you know, hey, it's there. Like right now, I think there's a news article. I got blasted today that um, on both coasts of Florida, there's tornadoes. Right. And the big picture is some steel thing going through a windshield of a car. I've been getting a tornado warning since this morning I woke up and it's still going on right now. But I look like it's gray skies out here for me, you know. But if somebody sees that, they're going to say, OK, if it's hitting on both coasts of Florida, then the whole state of Florida is getting I guess, under this tornado watch or tornado warning. With that being said, when I was a kid, my biggest question was when I would go to the library. Why is there two sections that they're telling me about? One is fiction, which means made up. And then the other one is nonfiction. What happened to real and fake? Mm. You know, what happened to real? Why, why is the one that's not made up called nonfiction? And I still, to this day, can't understand why it's not called like, okay, real and then make believe. But the real reason is the idea of nonfiction is a possibility that stuff still, you know, got some creative vibes to it you know <laughs> so when you're uh, reading the history or whatever and whatever case that may be that's just something to think about you know it's just based off of the narrative that they're trying to create and one person's perspective it's not you don't interview 10 people and then or 100 people and say okay let me get these collective facts and yeah, only man, the things is. that are all 100 percent agreeable are the things that what happened down to a t exactly facts uh, hey listen I, the way I remembered it, no lie, was fiction was fake, nonfiction was not fake. That's literally how I was able to remember the difference as a kid. Fiction was fake. Fake. And nonfiction was non-fake. That's how I remember it. So to your point, that's why it's so interesting when we start talking about historical texts, like, like the Bible, as a great example. If you weren't there, how do you know? So like, the interesting thing about like faith, hope, and all of that is it's what you make it. It really is about an individual's desire to have that. Um, True. Because, you know, hope is not a fact, it's a desire. And I don't think people can kind of differentiate between the two. So now tying that back into the conversation, the fact is, I don't know if JJ Reddick or Stephen A. Smith actually care about anybody else besides himself. I don't know. That's that's the, the nonfiction part. The fiction yeah. part is they both are two genuine stand-up guys that have worked hard their entire career to get to this point. That's the fake, because I don't know that to be true. So because I don't know that, I try to withhold judgment until I have context over a built-up amount of time. So my proof of concept is not one hot take. It's not a couple of clips because you already know, man, when you put a highlight tape together for these high school athletes today, boy, they look like the next LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. But what about the other 40 minutes of that game or 30 minutes <clears throat> of that game? That yeah. And that's what we're seeing now is we're getting the Cliff Notes version of Stephen A., J.J. Reddick, Jason Whitlock, Mad Dog, uh, Travis Kelsey and his brother on there. 
we're only getting sample size bites of who people really are. And based off of how it makes it feel, we either attach or detach from it. And that becomes our reality, which is why the fake versus the non-fake is such a fantastic segue, fam, because that is literally how we decide who we're going to support or not. And it's not based off of fact. It's based off of feeling. So, Brent, going back to what you said earlier, is it about the feeling, the emotion, or is it the eye test, or is it about the analytics? Well, that causes some serious serious challenges if I can't yeah. differentiate between the two or make a combination of the two and come out with a proof of concept spread out over a, a period of time where I can say I've done enough research to say X, Y, Z. So for me, I can't speak on JJ because he's only been doing it for a short time. Stephen A has been at it for a long time. And I talk about before he got, because you know he had a show, the Stephen A show. Mm -hmm. AI put him on the map and he was rocking out. Everybody loved him. Got fired. Then he comes back and everybody's rocking with him. Then he starts feeling himself and talk about how he really feel. Man, ladies, do not provoke men. Michelle Beadle, I'm offended by what he said. He's basically saying it's a woman's fault. She gets beat. That ain't what he said, but that's how she spun it. He gets suspended, comes back. He's never the same dude again because to your point again, Brent, he learned how to play the game. Mm -hmm. And for me, the only disagreement I have is there's a level of integrity that we all have to be able to care. Again, Micah, my, my consultation firm, Micah Consulting, morals, integrity, character, accountability, humility. Those are the five basic tenets or principles of life. You can remove any type of a God figure from your life. If you have those five, you're living a godly life. Integrity being a critical element. If I know I'm playing a game, then that loses the integrity for me. For Joel, that is. Not every, but for me, that's what I've decided on, what I landed on at this age. Uh, so, again, I look at that and I realize how he really feels versus what he's really going to say. And it's two different dudes. So I'm, yeah, that's a challenge for me. You got to pick your battles, man. That's like what all I the time. Been. You know what I'm saying? Like you, yeah. Everything you do is you can't say, hey, I'm just going to say exactly how I feel because how you feel in that moment could definitely be different facts that's why you respond later look at look at and just think about Stephen A makes me think about the other situation which uh Skip Bayless right um so Shannon Sharp goes to ESPN and first take uh-huh. And Skip announces this, uh, you know, this all-star group, right, where he has Michael Irvin and Keyshawn Johnson, both of them coming from ESPN. And maybe if you would ask them, those two individuals two years ago, would they go work for Skip? They probably would have said, nah, no way. You know, I'm I'm good here. I, I'm, what you laughing at? I'm being <laughs> – hey, what you laughing at? I'm being serious, man. Like – if you would ask people those because you said them. you said they'd probably be like oh god man that's not what they'd be like man fuck no i ain't gonna work with no punk ass oh, man that nigga look and they were like man you got me fucked. Hey, hold on richard sherman and skip bayless bro you telling me at any point in time you thought like when when richard sherman was on his shit talking his talking his stuff 
when things was going for him and, and his bravado was working out, he was getting paid off of it, and he didn't have to suck the tit of the white man. You think he would say that? Bro, he would have been like, man, tell Skip kiss my black ass. What you mean? I mean, he would have said it's very, very, very more educated. Very, uh, diplomatic and political right yeah, now. Yeah, he is filling a role, and he and he knows that his role requires him to have a little bit of nigga and a little bit of dig, but then to pull his black ass right back. And he playing that shit like a boss, and I ain't even mad at him because look, he been broke for a little bit. Shit ain't been looking good. Hey, for man, him. Stop, you know it's just you because. Not, look, man, just because you're not getting it like you used to, don't mean that you ever broke bro these people are players and they made sound investments keep in mind like i'm gonna be clear and i'm, I'm gonna be clear about richard sherman here he signed the highest paid contract for a db at one point in time and this is somebody that came in as a fifth rounder from stanford please be clear here that i'm sure that he was financially stable by the time he signed that contract yeah you're right Okay, so like we ain't gonna yes, say Rich. nobody just yeah, broke. It's not you know, it's like listen, this this is not no hood dude that just came yeah. up. And, Mr. Right? Sherman, I apologize. Yeah. I just want to <laughs> put it out there, put it in the ether, bro. I apologize. I got <laughs> okay. hey, look, I've been I've been drinking a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I, I got a little loose. Yeah. I'm like mad. No, I, just, I say some shit. I go off the handle. You know what I'm saying? So he I apologize. Played with Andrew me. Luck. His connections yeah, are yeah. solidified. Hey, thanks for checking me, Wayne. Thanks. All right, I'm not gonna. You, we can't just keep saying stuff about people broken, and that's why. Is an opportunity to make some money. Hello. Am I back? Am I back? Am I good? Yeah, you no, good. it sound you sound it's bad. You definitely switched, but we can hear you. Yeah, I definitely switched. <laughs> I sound bad. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm gonna shut up for a minute. But yeah, I just wanted to say that about Sherman, right. man. I wanted to make sure you. Well, hey man, I love you, gentlemen. This has been a good night. I'm gonna have to dip out. Yeah, and I apologize again for for um, being late, man. I I'm sick. I missed the first portion of this. And you look clean, though, man. Let you know, I'm fresh off of work. I ain't get a chance to yeah. do nothing. I got the text. Was like, all right, let me get ready. I'm prepping and trying to figure you it out. Nigga, look like Lakeith Wright, straight out oh, of uh, oh, what's what's it? What's that? What's that movie with uh Keegan? Uh, what's that nigga name? Come on, man. No, don't you do know. Get out, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looking like Lakeith Roy, all you need is a little hat. Well, how you doing? I don't, I don't think that's dude's name, bro. It's Lakeith something. It might be, Stanford, yeah, the grass. Stanfield. <laughs> you see me? He's <laughs> in the glass. Stanfield. What's his name? Yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. Uh, He's a weirdo. Lakeith Wright sounded better. Hey. Keisha Wright is, or whatever, is from Black Panther. I got you, Brent. Hey, you might have to just tone down the drink. If you went to 12 <laughs> ounces tomorrow or the next time, just do about six. I'm crazy. <laughs> I was on 24 today. Hey, that's hilarious. That's 9% strong. But let me, let me say this real quick. One thing that I would love to address is the amount of weirdo Black dudes that are famous that need to be called out for being weirdos. Oh, Starting yeah. with the Jonathan Major. Then not that right? straight to Jonathan, bro. You went straight to Creed Three. Straight to it. He's a weirdo. I ain't mad at you, Joe. 
hey, if we're going to call out Jonathan Majors, um, so Michael B. Jordan. Weirdo. You see the pictures they took together? Weirdos. But pause. And I, when I say this, that part, when I say this, it's not intended to be like just randomly taking digs at people. There's contextual evidence Damn. to show behind it. So I'm not just throwing people. But I'm the- hey, I know we gotta go. <laughs> I do feel like best, I do bro. feel like that's a that's a great conversation, but I will say this. Going and aligning with the same topic that we just talked about. Why is it okay for whites to have weirdos so blacks can't? Damn. I just said they couldn't. They absolutely that, can. That, they probably have know, more. Because there's I more. Know, <laughs> I knew a couple but, but of weirdos. But 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 usually, at least for me, I just look at them as they white. I don't look at them as they weirdos. You know, I don't put them in a whole big bucket, but I just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm for yeah, real. I just look at white. them like, hey, they you're just weirdo, doing that. You know, that's, that's what they're doing. That's crazy. For us, it's like, this we have to. Anyway, let's think I mean, about That was it. a hard take, bro. That's let's, a great thing. You're a black weirdo, you white. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> this nigga just said. That's what I heard. I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping, bro. That shit Next was funny. time we're going to do six, Brent. We got to do six, man. Six something. Six something. <laughs> hey. All right, I'm man. Close it out, man. Hey, Sexy Red is on this Drake album going hard. And she got a, and she dropped a sex tape. You know what I'm saying? Go check that shit out, bro. Link headed your way, Joe. Link headed your way, bro. Don't send that to me. Don't look at. I'm a delete. Hey, hey, Brent sent it, and he was like, "I don't feel the same way that I felt about sexy red anymore." Hey, I just can't wait till you go back and listen to this whole podcast, Joe. <laughs> this shit before you got it was ridiculous. Something's wrong with me, bro. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be better. I swear. I swear. I swear. It's a bad day. I got all my homework done for the week, so I was just like, "Fuck it." Do your thing, boy. Do your thing. So I'm gonna say this again. I don't know if y'all remember one of the most infamous lines from Black Panther when Killmonger put the pause figuratively and literally on Black Panther. And he turned to the audience and said what? This your king. Is this your king? I feel the same way every time one of these ridiculous folk are put on the pedestal to represent our coast. Is this our? Is this the best we got to represent us? Maybe yeah, we need yeah. a few more killmongers in the culture, man. I think you know. I I don't, I don't see nothing wrong with that, you know, because because it seems like truthfully. We have too many individuals that once they get that pedestal or once they get that platform, they get comfortable. The training, the dog that's in them comes up out of them, you know? So, yeah, maybe we need, I think everybody looked at T'Challa and, you know, we praise him because Chadwick Boseman, but the truth truth of the matter is he got whooped. He shouldn't have been king, dog. And according according to what I saw, shouldn't have been king. Agree. Well, well, my king. 
And again, the people that get the pedestal are a bunch of T'Challa. That's hard to say, but that's really what it is. Hey, I'm gonna, all right, so I, you know, I was talking about Jesse Ray on that bullshit, but I said something a long time ago. I said people don't understand how to create change is based on a few things money, violence, and land. You control those things, you control change. When black people learn how to control those things again, you can control change. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you who has Jewish people. Facts. Asian people. Facts. So, I don't know, man. I got it. Hey, it's a wonderful podcast. Laptop just crashed. Phone's about to die. Close it out, bro. Love you guys. Midnight Madness. This was a wonderful episode. Joe came late. Me and Wayne went crazy. And then Joe came in late and bombed it. And I don't mean bombed as he failed. He bombed it and opened our eyes. Made me geek. Give JJ Reddick a second chance to let me down a third time. <laughs> Let's have a good night. See y'all in the next one. And that's a wrap for another episode of Midnight Madness. We hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. Absolutely. Remember, this podcast is for you, and your thoughts and ideas are what make it special. Before we sign off, we have a small request for you, our amazing listeners. If you found value in tonight's discussion, if it resonated with you, if it made you laugh or think, please consider subscribing to Midnight Madness. That's right. By hitting the subscribe button, you'll never miss an episode. And we got some incredible conversations lined up, and we want you to be a part of them. And don't forget to hit the like button, share this podcast with your friends and loved ones, and leave a comment. The feedback means the world to us. Your comments, your thoughts, and your ideas are what keep the conversation going. We're always eager to hear from you. So until next time, thank you for joining us in the madness, for speaking your truth, and for being part of this incredible community. Keep the thoughts flowing, those conversations going, and those ideas growing. Stay unfiltered, stay real, and most importantly, stay you. We'll catch you on the next episode.